0: To another episode. I am your host, W I Z E. I'm excited to speak to my guest. Uh, let's just get it right onto the show. Welcome to the show, Fallon Morningstar.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. I have to say, the intro gave me goosebumps. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you, you have a, a very unique story. It, um, tell us, uh, um, share, share a little bit about your personal journey and what led you What led you to what, you, what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, I love the, the question. I feel like we could have a whole episode just on like the intro part. But to give a brief, brief synopsis, really at age 26, and to give you a time frame, I'm 29 now. At 26, I was dealing with a lot of physical health symptoms. Not necessarily a diagnosis, but things like um, very poor sleep. I always felt tired. I could not recover after exercise. It would be four days. I would still be sore. I was experiencing hair loss more than my usual. There was body odor going on. Um, I started to develop an irregular menstrual cycle. And it's not like all of these symptoms came up right then and there. You know, they kind of progressed and intensified as time went on. And I actually saw my family physician, I saw my gynecologist, and another one of those um, Western thinking practitioners helped me to find some answers of why I'm feeling so crappy. And at this point I had zero education on what functional health really is. Um, So thankfully I had a friend that was going through some functional lab testing. So things like a food sensitivity, Hormone stool, and I'm like very data driven. Um, now there's um, parts of me that are more into the the spirituality aspect of life, but very much in that masculine, I would love to experience like this as well, because I think this could help me. And so I actually went through the same testing as what she did. And that led me to actually becoming a practitioner in that same certification Of of what had helped me, because I was like, this information is so transformative. I want to be able to continue to educate other people and try to help them, you know, find those missing pieces in their health. So, you know, from the lab tests, they really validated my concerns, all of the concerns I just mentioned. I'm like, hallelujah, because now we have some direction to um, heal these physical symptoms.
0: So, so, can yeah. you can you explain to us what uh, functional diagnostic nutrition is and how how it's helped transform your understanding of health?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So, functional diagnostic nutrition is the company that I have a functional health certification in, and when I say um, functional health, that's really taking the body as an entire body. It's not necessarily just looking at our mental side and maybe we're seeing a psychologist or psychotherapist. It's not just if we have digestive discomfort, we're going to see a gastroenterologist or, you know, taking something for our stomach. This is a really a whole body approach. And really what us practitioners help other clients with is that holistic way of living. And we really teach on the five pillars that's called the DRESS protocol. So I feel like probably by the end of this episode, you'll very much remember this, but it stands for diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. So that's how we coach our clients. But we also have this big, beautiful umbrella of functional lab test to help us find out more of what's going on inside.
0: Cause you hear a number of times of people being dying can be in not being able to find out what their issues are, what they're, what, what they're being diagnosed with, how, how did this, your experience with this make you want to help other people?
1: I think in large part, I felt like very alone. I felt like I'm not supposed to feel this way. You know, there was this intuitive um, sense that I'm like, these doctors should know this, in my opinion. You know, however, I think a lot of us put a lot of weight in doctors to help heal us but I do think we have the responsibility for ourselves to find those answers and wherever they might be. So, you know, following your intuition when you know, like something doesn't feel right is um, really the best way to find those answers. And I think that once I felt validated, because a lot of people, they love seeing something on paper to say, yes, that really correlates with this symptom that I'm having. It, It helps the brain feel a little bit more safe to say, okay, now I know a little bit of a direction because the unknown can be very scary sometimes, especially when these symptoms are debilitating. You know, you can't get out of bed. You can't actually function. You're trying to type this email and you keep misspelling words when you're rechecking it. And um, I think for me, the biggest thing was that validation of this is concrete and we have some direction to go to be able to heal
0: can can you share some of the the alternative and ho- holistic approaches you use to to help guide women on on their journey?
1: Absolutely. So, with the first pillar, like just taking diet into account. Diet is one of the largest things, lifestyle things that we can transform into what works for us. I don't necessarily teach on a specific diet. It's it's not like I follow keto or carnivore. It's not that. However, I do explain how food works in the body, how important protein is, um, even for our physical health, but also for our mental health. And we really incorporate what's called a food sensitivity test. So, depending on what the client presents as far as symptoms, a lot of times it is that chronic fatigue or bloating, you know, some digestive distress or even migraines, to be honest. When we go through the food sensitivity test, what's really cool is that it looks at 176 different foods and it's taking your own blood and explaining what foods you are sensitive to. Or not sensitive to. So there's a very clear green, yellow, and red category of you can eat these. These are a little bit cautionary. These you definitely want to stay away from because your immune system is very much reacting and causing inflammation in your system. So with the test, it's beautiful because it gives you direction on what works for you in your current state of health.
0: And when you mean what works, for you, it, it breaks down what what foods,
1: yeah, are, are so, best
0: used for you to help help you diet and 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 change your life your, your life because what it really is is a lifestyle change. You you have to give up a lot of things that you know aren't good for you. And, and does this help you pinpoint what what are the proper foods that you should be eating?
1: Exactly. So for example. When I was dealing with some bloating and a lot of the symptoms that I explained in the beginning, I had that food sensitivity test in front of me and it was sharing a lot of the foods I was sensitive to. I was actually eating, which is very common, but broccoli was on there, Um, green peppers, and, and things that we know to be healthy. However, for your current state of health, it's just reactive to your system. So when we have food sensitivities, we do have leaky gut. And to kind of give you, um, I I know that a lot of us have probably heard the phrase before a leaky gut, and that's really essentially saying that your microbiome, your gut lining is basically leaking. So particles that are supposed to stay in your gut are actually leaking out into your general blood circulation, and it's causing an inflammatory reaction. And so when we see those food sensitivities on the test, that's what it's sharing with us. There's a sensitivity in your immune system that is reacting with broccoli or chicken or, or whatever. So there are, like I said, 176, and it's looking at different proteins, dairy, beans, fruits, veggies. There's... Um, Things like flavor enhancers, or even things like ibuprofen and some chemicals that we that we might see. It's I think it's ninety three or ninety four percent accurate, um, but it really provides a beautiful direction for you to remove the yellow and the red foods for at least ninety days to allow your system to naturally heal. Because when we remove things that are kind of wreaking havoc on us. We have this beautiful innate ability to heal, but we just have to support it in the right way. And I found that this test is really, um, you know, I know we're just talking about diet right now, but it's a really um, great way for you to know like what foods you should and shouldn't be eating.
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I've had I've, 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 I had a scare recently, so it's kind of, uh, kind of waking me up to, I need to change my diet. I nearly need to focus on eating certain foods, cutting out certain foods. And and I'm learning that now. And so it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but if I do want, if I am, if I'm serious about changing my health, I I, it's it's something that I really need to focus on and and really learn about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, if, When symptoms come up and they always come up, it's kind of like that beautiful onion being peeled back of like, oh, here's something else we should look at. Um, But like for me, when something comes up, it's like, okay, well, let's dive deeper into that. And we're always changing, you know, like the food sensitivity test in 2023 is going to look different in 2024 because we are continuously evolving, um, you know, different stressors are impacting us. If we've removed the foods in 2023 and we're retesting later, it's like, okay, we've had some healing, you know, because I I even noticed with my own test, the grains category was actually um, fairly sensitive and reactive in my first test. And so I really removed those foods. I removed gluten for a while. And my second test, which was about a year and a half or two years later, that grains category was very much in the green which shows me, Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, like some healing has been done.
0: So that does that mean that you can eat some of those grains or or, yeah. should, or, or should you just regulate on, on what you, eat, how much of it do you eat?
1: I would say if they're in the yellow or red, definitely removing those for at least 90 days and then slowly introducing, reintroducing them one by one, just to see how it feels you know not rushing that process of the reintroduction but there are some cases that it will stay in the red or the yellow like for me lamb um even though it tastes good to me and i don't feel like i have like that visceral like bloating reaction it's still consistently in both tests i've had it in the red um so it can be cases like that where that's just not a food that that works for
0: you oh no it, it's it's I know I'm. I I used, to, I used to love broccoli. I still do, but it came to a point when I started eating it. It really was making making discomfort for me in my stomach and everything. So I I, I can't eat it. And and it was I don't understand. I love eating broccoli. Broccoli and cheese. Broccoli with my, my potato. And and now I just can't. And and it's, and and I I want to so bad, but I I don't want to suffer the consequences of eating the broccoli. It's just it's too much pain.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you would remove it for like ninety days and then attempt to reintroduce.
0: I haven't eaten. I don't know when was the last time I ate broccoli. Like, I, I, I'm I'm afraid to try.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes um, I'll have. It's not like I purposely eat foods that I know I'm reactive to but yeah. um, if after 90 days I'll give it a try or like maybe if I'm going out to a restaurant or something I will maybe have um, activated charcoal with me that helps bind and um, absorb any sort of proteins that might aggravate my system um, so I like to keep that on handy so if you're going to kind of shoot in the dark and try broccoli <laughs> you can maybe have those activated charcoal capsules on on hand
0: all right, so something something else you um, talked about is how do you address um, emotion healing and trauma recovery in, in your work with your clients?
1: So I will say, you know, when I went through the FDN certification, and again, that's Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, in large part, it was very data-driven, certainly the stress reduction um, pillar was one that it was recommended to start meditation. And that was pretty much the only recommended, like journaling, sure, going for a walk, sure, that's great stress reduction techniques. But I felt like there wasn't really education on how to handle things in the emotional sense. Um, just different tools to help regulate your nervous system. Now, sure, everything that we do helps to regulate your nervous system, helps to bring it back in balance, but there was no specifics for me. So I felt like I lacked that for a little bit. And then the world of somatic experiencing came into my life. And there are leaders in this field, Um, Dr. Peter Levine, um, even Dr. Stephen Porges, if you look either one of those up, they have great like short videos on how to do a somatic exercise of, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious and, um, you know, even working with um, coaches that kind of deal with the emotional side. I've had that experience now and I want to say that the emotional side is just as important as the physical side. (laughs) You know, you can't have one without the other because for a while I was asking myself the question, why don't I still feel like this Bliss of what I think I should be feeling. And I was like, oh, you know, there's the emotional side. It's not like I didn't know about it, but I didn't know about it (laughs) in a way, you know? And I think as I healed more of the physical body, I was able to have the capacity, my nervous system capacity, to open up a little bit by little bit the emotional side and, and the trauma side. So, Um, you know, for me, I think it's kind of the universe just saying, like, we need to heal these things first before we open this big can of of stuff. And um, since then, you know, I help teach clients how to actually, like, if they're feeling up and overwhelmed, whether they had a conflict with uh, their partner, or um, at work, or whatever it is that they're feeling anxious about, we go over different tools that you can Use at your disposal what feels right and actually have your system calm down into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest state. Because a lot of times as we do this work and as we're healing, it's like you don't realize how much you were in that fight or flight, that sympathetic state, because you're just not aware of it and you're, you're just always on that, um, you just always have that fear or that lurking, like you're always lurking, like what what's coming next type of thing. And that's a stress response. Whenever we think something bad's going to happen, we're making chemicals in our body that have us in this stressed out state that are burning through our hormones. And after years and years of doing that, you do get these physical symptoms, which that's, that's what happened to me. Um, so I think the emotional side is one that In the physical side, sure, is one that you have to just continue to practice every day because our society and this environment really gets us up, (laughs) if you know what I mean. You know, um, all of this stimulation um, is quite a lot. And um, the more that we can have those tools that I teach clients with, the more that we can regulate ourselves and actually show up authentically of how we actually want to be.
0: And and that's one thing I, I... I realized that being able to be your authentic self is key in in your mental health and and physical health cuz now you get to just be you. You don't have to um do you don't have to go out and 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 try to prove to everyone else who you are or who you truly want who and it's 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 been great for me this for me it's kind of my therapy being able to come in and talk on my podcast and express the things that have gone on in my life and being able to have these conversations. It's, it's, it's my form of, of therapy and, and, and being able to listen, listen to these amazing stories like your own and see that we all go through these struggles in life. It's how we deal with them and and how we approach them and 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 look at them that it it, it's it it it's gonna what it's gonna the way you react to it it's gonna show you how you're gonna handle the rest of your life because you can you could have easily given up and said i don't know what's going on with me and and the doctors don't know and and it would have been easy for you to just give up but the fighter in you was like no there's something, something wrong with me. I'm going to find out. And with you doing that now, you're helping people help, helping people with similar struggles. And and I commend you for that. That's, that's an amazing thing you're doing. And, and that's why I got into what I'm doing is because I wanted to help people get through whatever traumas and struggles that they've been through in their lives. I love that.
1: Yeah. There's this motto that always comes up for me is the heal together, rise together. And sure, we are all doing our individual work, but our individual work helps all of us heal and continue to rise. So I love that. And again, I love I love having these conversations too. And just thank you again for having me on here.
0: Oh, it's been my pleasure. This is, we're
1: not done yet. It's still. It's no, I know. No, I'm just, you know, I'll <laughs> say it again and again, but I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: So okay, so what? Uh, how do you help women reconnect with with their inner power and develop a positive relationships within themselves?
1: Yeah, this one's big. Um, you know, besides going through the five pillars, which are huge. You know, yes. when when we're sleeping well, we're getting some movement in. Um, that's fantastic. But I think. For women, a lot of us have had um, repressed emotions. I'm sure males as well. But speaking from the female side, it's like that loss of expression, like that throat chakra area. And you know what's interesting is that um, more women than men have thyroid issues. And isn't our thyroid this little beautiful butterfly of an organ over here? right where our throat chakra is and so when we have trauma or when this our family dynamic is showing us like oh you know just be a good girl like you know put this dress on smile pretty and you know don't show anger you know it's like we Oh, and as well, you know, looking in the mirror, oh, I look I look so fat, blah, blah, blah. You know, having that passed down from generation to generation, like, of course, we're going to have low self-esteem. We're going to feel that shame or, you know, even to throw in a little um, twist here to at our um, pleasure centers, we'll call them, you know, um, even having the family dynamic share with us, like, oh, no, like, don't do that or... Um, not really explaining how powerful, beautiful, and sacred this area is. And it's really like we develop this shame for that area. Like these are bad parts of us. And over time, like, yeah, we shut down, we disconnect. Throw on top of that using a contraceptive to stop birth. Yeah, we're disconnected. And it's a shame because it's like, I remember my gynecologist saying like yeah go ahead and you know i don't remember hearing any side effects you know however you know when i use the birth control pill from 16 to 26 so 10 years you know synthetic estrogen fortified iron um it's minimizing my magnesium my b vitamins for 10 years And no one told me that. No one's telling anybody that except for people that have already been through it and be like, no, like maybe think about it this way a little bit more and then make an educated decision. So by saying all these things, we are very much disconnected from our emotions and from our pleasure center. So it's not like we can feel that joy and that bliss in life, which is such a shame. And I know for me, um, certainly I'm, you know, as I'm preaching this work, I'm doing this work. You know, no one is exempt from this. And, you know, I just had an instance the other day where I felt this emotional trigger. And I think what's really beautiful about the work that I've been able to do just on myself, to give you an example, is that I was able to um, pause for a second, go to my room because I feel like my room is more of like a safe, safe space. It's very grounding When in there, I was able to actually release the, the belief. And again, these are just memories in our mind. You know, these are just your own perceptions and your own beliefs. It's not like they're real. It's not like that's the real you. It's just this emotion that you need to like, just get out in some fashion. And so for me, it was screaming in my pillow. It was tears coming out. And I have found that over two and a half years, I would say, I wasn't able to do that you know two years two and a half years ago i wasn't able to do that i would call somebody because i would seek um like i wasn't able to handle it myself because i didn't have the tools i didn't know what to do and now that i've continued this practice and this is what i teach my clients to continue this practice literally put these um these regulating techniques that i teach you into your phone do it in the morning, afternoon, and evening, or you know, just once a day to to start. And as you develop that habit, you'll see that it'll just come. Like, oh my gosh, I need to do, um, I need to do some grounding right now. Like, let me pull out that exercise that I know. Because over time, it will. Your body will be like, we need to do this. You know, like we need to get this out.
0: So with with the way the way the times are now is are more your clients more remote based or are you dealing more with personal interaction
1: right now it is remote based i think um i would love to do some hybrid options i do really value that in-person um contact and uh but right now it, it is remote
0: so would you would you ever consider probably having like a little conference where you get to invite a bunch of clients together and That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. Like a retreat in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be super cool. I would love to do that. And I think, you know, the more of us that can get together, I just love retreats and just the community aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love would... to go
0: speak. I would love to go yeah. speak at a retreat. It would be, I, yeah. I mean, it would be a great experience to to spend the weekend and and, and go speak at a retreat and, and, and talk about your experiences and stuff like that. To me that would be it would be a great experience. I I, I love going to conferences and networking because that is one of the ways for me to grow and learn because you meet so many different people. Like I've honestly since I've started my podcast and 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 when we got shut down and everything and everything switched more to remote. Some of these interviews I would have never had 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 the pandemic not happened because now we were forced to use technology use tools like StreamYard, zoom and actually get to interact with people i've interviewed people from all over the world and i don't know that would have i don't know if that would have happened had i not had the world shut down
1: yeah yeah i love that and that is the beauty of like technology i know sometimes i have like such resistance to it but i think in in these circumstances it's really cool to be able to communicate with people from anywhere and i think you know having that larger group or going to conferences or retreats or whatever and expanding yourself in that growth area it's like so is everybody that signed up for it and the energy that's brought to those events is like it changes lives you know, because it's so powerful because we're meant to be in connection with each other. And we are at distances, like certainly I'm connected to you, but I'm also connected to the neighbor, like way down there Um, because we're all in, it's so mind blowing how much we are connected, even though sometimes we feel very alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I I feel you. I I definitely feel what you're saying. It's been, it's definitely been like last year was my first time where I got to attend. Um, I attended Podfest last year. I attended it as well this year, but last year was my first conference for for a podcaster as a podcaster. To and it was oh my god! It was an amazing experience. The people that I got to kind of connect with, the the, the relationships that I started, it was it was nothing but great energy because you're surrounded by like-minded people who who have a lot of the same interests who who are trying to do the same things that you're doing or some of them are where you want to be at and to be able to 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 speak to them and and pick their brains and and ask questions and and have this experience it it, it was like anybody who asked me should I attend the conference or should I Yes, those those are some of the best things you sh- you can do for yourself, for yourself as a person, because just the the growth and the learning you get from the experience.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Now you have me itching to sign up for something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because I had a a friend. I'm in a group chat, and a friend asks, "Should she attend um, a, a certain event coming up in August?" And I was, and I was like, "Yeah." Heck yeah, I, I I recommend it to anyone that if you can go attend the conference, attend it. It's 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 a great experience.
1: Hmm. When when
0: is it? Uh, there's one coming up in in August. Uh, podcast movement. It's in Denver.
1: Okay.
0: Um, it, it's I, I haven't been able to attend one of those yet. That's that's one of that's one of my uh, something on my checklist that I've definitely got to make happen but um, I've attended PodFest the last two years and it was it was great it was it was an experience that I, I would highly recommend to anyone so
1: awesome very cool
0: all right so okay so so um, okay so now is the time where you get to you get the solo screen you get to share upcoming projects anything you want to want to promote it is this is your time right now
1: awesome so there are three opportunities to share with you the first one is actually it always happens bi-weekly it's every second and fourth wednesday of the month from 7 to 7 30 p.m est this is actually a contribute what you can free live meditation on zoom I host these live meditations since the beginning of this year because I felt this pull to do it. I've been meditating for about three years now, and it's been so transformative to help get my mindset back on track, less anxious, more grounded, and feeling this state of peace, I would say peace and joy. So if you're interested in that, um, we can share the Zoom link. It's the same every two weeks, same time, same place, and the recordings of those are actually uploaded to my YouTube channel if you cannot make us live. The two other options are actually programs that I have that are all one-on-one. I found that people really want this one-on-one communication, this live interaction, not necessarily the group setting. So I really value that feedback, and that is how I run my programs. The first is dealing with, it's called vacant to vital. So if you're feeling vacant, empty, distaste about yourself, whether that's physical or emotional, if you're feeling like some symptoms are coming up for you as far as your physical health or emotional health, that is the program for you because we go over a whole host of functional lab tests, actually five of them. And we work together for 12 sessions to really transition you into feeling that vital person, that person that has energy, that vitality for life, and feels those pleasures of life. The second program is called Let's Start with Food. And that is what it is. You know, there's a functional lab test included that we discussed today, the food sensitivity test. And we are working together for three sessions. And this is, again, one-on-one, and you get direction on what specific foods that you need to eat to heal your physical self and your emotional self. You might be quite surprised by when you change your diet, how your emotional and your mental state change as well. So those are the three opportunities that you can work with me. And to get more information about that, you can feel free to send me an email, which is at discover at fallon discover at fallon you can also find me on instagram which is at fallon hunter morningstar thank you you're on mute
0: <laughs> um everything will be put in the description so uh definitely check out her website definitely go support her and and take advantage of the program she has. So.
1: so I will say there is not a website, Oh, um, cool. even though I do have the domain, but the website is not up. So the best way to contact me would be the through email. The, the email. Okay, so yeah. send, the e-
0: send her an email to see so yeah. if you can join her programs. Are, are you working on getting the website together?
1: I am. You know, I had it out for a little while, and then I was like, that was also when I was in the corporate. Okay. life so very busy over in that side so it, it is on my list <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh thank you so much for being a guest this has been great i appreciate you coming on the show
1: yeah thank you again
0: uh but don't leave just yet let me close out the show and watch out a little bit off the air and again it was a pleasure having you on all right so now it is time for shout outs big shout outs to my real wise fam Poppy J, Brandy J, shout out to my man Tony Mostello for coming through, greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to my man Ben Sellereth III from the BS3 Network, which we air on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, big shout out to the to the boss lady Fina, greatly appreciate you and love you, baby. Big shout out to the, to my guest Fallon Morningstar for coming through and and sharing her story. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.